Yo, 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 what up, man? Welcome to another fo- episode of Football Without Hesitation. I'm your host, Oz, coming to you from a safe, secure bunker covered in Lysol everywhere. Um, Yeah, man. I'm trying to ride out this. <laughs> I mean, shit, I mean, a lot, man. I guess it's fucking serious, you know. Um, But yeah, dude, it's a trip. I'm, I'm recording this. This is uh, March 16th. The Bay Area is fucking shut down, baby. No rice for anybody, motherfuckers. Um, yeah, earlier today they announced a shelter-in-place order. The fuck, dude? Um, but yeah, whatever. Don't be assholes. Don't be like, oh, I'm an American. I'm going to travel around. No, man. It's about fucking trying to make, make sure nobody else gets sick. Yeah, most of us, whatever. Apparently, you know, if you're young with a pretty decent immune system... It doesn't really fuck with you, but it ain't about you. Stop being goddamn selfish, motherfuckers. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically in the Bay Area, they, they've restricted everybody. Like only essential services are open, which is it's not really that restricted, honestly, if you look at it. A lot of things, you know, a lot of things are considered essential. Gas stations, obviously. Uh, grocery stores and shit like that but anyway this is football without hesitation it's not your fucking coronavirus podcast which i'm sure by the time this episode comes out there'll be a fucking several dozen coronavirus fucking podcasts and as i say that i feel like a slight headache coming on so uh if i'm patient number one uh refer to this podcast sir or ma'am uh, but no, this is football without hesitation. We are talking Major League Soccer, San Jose Earthquakes. I am Oz. Like I said, you could follow me on Instagram at FWH Podcast. Uh, also on Twitter at FWH Podcast. Football without hesitation if is available on all the streaming services, wherever podcasts are available. Go there, hit the subscribe button. Whenever the season comes back, we'll, if whoever survives, all the survivors of this coronavirus shit, you'll have the opportunity to continue listening to Football Without Hesitation. Um, but yeah, actually, honestly, dude, there's really not much to talk about in that sense. I haven't done this show in a while, so so I do get to talk about the first couple episodes of the season. After the second episode... The second episode, what the fuck? After the second match of the season, Major League Soccer decided to postpone uh, the season for at least 30 days once again to try to deal with those coronavirus outbreak. That wouldn't, that yeah, that just makes no sense <laughs> to have thousands of people together. I mean, every single fucking match, somebody was going to pass it to somebody else. It was inevitable the way it's spreading right now. And there's really no tests or quick tests or, or anything to, to figure out if you do have it so you can feel completely fine and normal but be carry be carrying the virus and pass it on to somebody who may not be able to handle it as good as you and they, that can really cause some problems for them but yeah so anyway there's your coronavirus update dude i think i actually did a pretty good job uh coronavirus i don't uh, that, to put it in this context, and I don't mean to, to, again, to belittle or make fun of the situation, but I, I don't know if they're going to cancel some matches, if, if they're going to play all 34 games. And, you know, they're kind of used to going all the way to December. So the, the league is kind of, you know, major league officials kind of know how to run a, um, a season to go all the way to December. So maybe they could push everything back. Again, I don't know how many, how many, how this is going to affect, how it's going to come back. But at the moment, the Quakes, dude, the Quakes, 
really needed that break. Again, because of the situation, I don't think they're getting together and practicing. That also, that wouldn't make sense. All the players, I'm sure, are working out on their own. Um, but, dude, that second match of the season was brutal. Um, yeah, it was raining. Yeah, maybe this coronavirus thing, maybe pe- that was on people's minds more than usual. But whatever it was, that, that loss against Minnesota was fucking terrible. But uh, they started their season the week before against Toronto. In San Jose again. First two matches of the season at home. That is uh, how lucky were we. There's only been two mat- two MLS matches and we got fucking both of them. That was fucking, that was all right. But yeah, they started the season against Toronto. Toronto FC. Oh man, I just touched my face. I just touched my face and we're going to die. But uh, Toronto FC is a, a, a good team. Good team, looking to be one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference. Again, kind of strange starting with the Eastern Conference team, um, but whatever, that doesn't matter. Quakes had to come back, and uh, you you hate to have to come back at home, but it's the first match of the season. It's against a good team, and the key fact there is that they did come back. They were down, you know, they were down at home. First first match of the season. Honestly, that they they didn't look good. They did not look sharp. It was still the same mentality, the same same formula. But it's just the first match of the season. It's just gonna happen, and then they didn't look good. But but they were able to come back and salvage a point, and I think that is so important. Those points fucking matter. Those these points at the at the beginning of the season at home that you can just grab those matter later in the season when you're fighting for a playoff spot, which I mean, come on, let's get, let's be real. This team is not going to be a top three uh, in the Western conference team, but when you're fighting for that playoff spot, those extra points that you gave up at home or were able to get at home, then really come into play. I mean, in, in March, not that they're meaningless. There's no meaningless match during the season, but it just doesn't seem like it has that much value. But those that their value is really shown in September and October. So that was pretty cool to see them come back again. It was a fucking golazo, golazo by fucking Oswaldo Anales, Oswaldo motherfuckers. Um, in the 95th minute, last fucking. You know, free kick in the fucking Toronto's end. I mean, everybody in the stadium knows because of the time, because everything that's going on, this is the Quakes' last shot. This is the last opportunity for the Quakes to score, to score, even up the match, go home kind of happy. Um, People debating who's going to take it, who's going to take it. Uh, is it going to be Erickson? Is it going to be Alanis? Who is it going to be? Um, it ended up being Alanis. Fucking, did he, did he intend to shoot it? He's going to say he did. He's going to guarantee, he's going to say, yup, that was a shot, well, 100%, and I wanted to do that. Um, either was he trying to center it, and he just got lucky? I personally, I, I think he saw the keeper out of position. I think he saw the keeper out of position. He saw the, the the defenders, everybody in a certain position, and that was a shot. 
Uh, but at that angle, it's kind of hard to think why somebody would just be like, fuck it. First match ever with this team. Last last kick of the game. I'm going to take it on my own. But whether or not he did, it worked. It worked. Quakes evened it up. Two to two. Whistle blue. Match over. Kind of felt like a win, to be honest. Kind of felt like a win. It was, it was a good comeback. It was a good comeback. And, uh, dude, not just the Quakes were, were off their rocker. Freak, well, off their rocker. I guess it was, it's not that bad. But the concessions, man, the concessions were all messed up. The Sharks did play that night. so And I know they share concession crews. So maybe there was some confusion there. Maybe the hot dogs got delivered to the Shark Tank instead of, I was going to say Avaya. Sorry, copyright infringement or whatever the fuck. But no, instead of Quake Stadium, ugh. That thing's got a, got a name. Um, but yeah, dude, first of all, I go, man, the fucking, so I got the seats. I'm, what, 118 is my section. I'm right there, right above the supporters. And so right there, right below us is the fucking beer. I don't know if they call it the beer of the world section, anymore, but it's the beer. It's a fucking bar that just sells beer. They fucking expanded that selection. It had been for the last couple of years. It had been pretty, pretty, you know, same. And it wasn't, it wasn't terrible by any means, you know. But it started to get some of the more, you know, commercialized craft beer. Some of the, you know, the stuff that you could just get everywhere that you're kind of like tired of drinking of. And especially with so much good craft beer around Northern California and California in general. So this year they fucking stepped it up. They stepped it up. They have fucking... You could get Pliny, dude. You could get Pliny the fucking Elder. You could get a 20 ounce of Pliny the Elder while you're watching the Quakes just sitting there in your seat. Ugh. It's amazing. And don't get me wrong. I'm not one of those beer snobs or whatever that's like, oh, Pliny's a fucking holy grail. I, I mean, at this point, yeah, it does have that reputation, but bro... There are better double IPAs out there. <laughs> that is a very good double IPA, and it's like one of the originals or whatever. Maybe the original, and it's fucking damn good. Hundred IBU, fucking good. It's a good. It's a good beer. But there are better ones. But to be able to get that at a stadium, that's pretty fucking dope. Don't get me wrong, man. That is fucking badass. But you couldn't. I think they only had like a keg or two by fucking halftime. It was gone. None of the, the very you know other beers weren't working. Lines were fucking huge. It was madness. It was mad. It was like we we're trying to buy toilet paper at Costco. Um, but but again, none of that mattered because the Quakes ended it with a two-two draw. It was fucking cool. San Fran- you know down San Francisco downtown San Jose was fun afterwards. It was a great time out. It was a great time out. So after that first week, you're feeling good. You're feeling good. You definitely you know, would love to start the season with a win, but that comeback, like I said, kind of felt like a win. Kind of felt like a win. You're like, you know what? Next week, Minnesota's coming in. Also a very improved team, a West Coast, I mean, a Western Conference team. Uh, and so if, if you can show something against them, then you've really shown the league like, hey, this team is coming out. You know, this isn't the same Quakes that you're used to. Second season with Alani's, Alani's, fuck, uh, with <laughs> fucking staring at his name right in front of me. But second season with Almeida, they're ready to go. And so they come out and just completely shit the bed. 
that was honestly one of the worst, easily the worst during the Almeida era. era, Almeida era. But during the Almeida era, they they didn't look good. They looked so much more discombobulated than the week before against Toronto. That looked like the first month of last season. That looked like a team that may be in over its head. And you know what? Minnesota's fucking good. Minnesota's good. You, you know, again, you were at home. I... I I I hope I guess what my my delay here what I what I'm you know not not saying is that like I'm concerned that that may be the reality of the San Jose Earthquakes this season that they at best at best are going to hope that they're within striking distance of that final playoff spot if not one one of the you know on the bottom third of of the table or of the whole fucking league at, while we're at it um and that that was that was the question coming in you know that was the question coming in that, to me i i well fuck i mean the way the it was some law shit the way the my writing worked out you know but i wanted to do a piece of like this is why i believe the quakes will make the playoffs and this is why i believe the quakes will not make the playoffs and i believe that they could make the playoffs because while some teams did make some pretty big splashes it doesn't always guarantee success in ml mls is such a unique league not just not because like oh man we're america we do our own shit no it's still evolving it's still growing uh from one season to the next it's just so much different it's it's honestly a pretty physical league compared to you know spain or liga mekis it is definitely more like premier league bundesliga type you know physicality which sometimes doesn't translate very well some people it takes a while for them to get used to that um so anyway yeah just these big splashy signings chicharito doesn't guarantee automatic success in in major league soccer um so that's why i was like eh, you know the quakes didn't make these that people wanted they signed oswaldo you know they they didn't make these these big huge splashes but look at that you know the the quakes modest signing becomes a hero in the first match galaxy's big splash you know, big fancy name has yet to produce. And I'm also one of those that are kind of rolling my eyes when people are already making all these jokes. It's two matches in. It's two matches in. This dude can fucking catch fire and light this league up. But but again, you don't you don't need to make a giant signing like that to kind of guarantee a, a, a playoff contending team. You just need a, de- a decent team. And again, that just goes partly to where the league is currently at its at its you know skill level, and partly where the West is. But so that's why I believe the Quakes could could make the playoffs. But but a reason why the the Quakes would be prevented from making the playoffs is that exact thing is that they did not change enough. the The league. Okay, not only do the Quakes players have a full season with um, Almeida under their belt, the rest of the league has a full season understanding Almeida and how to how to defeat that. 
And that may very well may be is, you know, singling out attacking the weakest player on the pitch. And with the Quakes, the way the way the, the roster set up, there's several spots on the pitch that could be considered the weakest link on the pitch. And that's that's scary. <laughs> if a team can attack two of those, then and that is you know, I I'm trying to think what well, shit, Minnesota. Minnesota, last season. They this team has the fucking Quakes card. They they figured them out. And they attack the Quakes weaknesses and the Quakes do not have a response. And that I partly is the quality of the roster. And like I said, so that's where not making very many changes can can it, it's strange because it's like two sides of the same coin. The not making that very many changes because where MLS is is you add one or two players, uh, or just one player. Really, I dude, I keep thinking of Nicolas Lodeiro, and again, no disrespect to the rest of his teammates who busted their ass that season as well, but Nicolas Lodeiro came in to Seattle during the summer transfer window. Seattle wasn't in last place, but they were languishing. They were definitely below the playoff line. He comes in, he and he just fills this spot, this weakness that Seattle had all season, and and he filled that role perfectly. And everybody else just seemed to calm down. The whole roster seemed to have this collective pressure taken off of them. Fucking rid that shit all the way to the MLS fucking cup, dude. And so this is where you don't need a big change. You don't need four or five players. One, two good players in strategic positions can make the difference. But uh, the Quakes did, you know, they did one. But he was a defender. And the defense was, you know, they did give up a lot of goals. They scored much The Quakes last season did score a lot more goals than in 2018, but they gave up pretty much about the same amount of goals in 2019 as they did in 2018 so the, the you know the defensive changes were not as great as the ones on the offensive side so i could see where um i made that like yeah give me a solid defender that i can trust and we'll take this shit as far as we can just don't make us play minnesota <laughs> Just don't make us play Minnesota. They got to figure it out. I mean, again, this, it, it was raining, you know? It was terrible. And that That's not an excuse. I'm not saying that as an excuse. That, fuck that shit. Plenty of people around the world play soccer where it fucking rains. Rain is not an excuse, um, especially when the other team puts a five spot on you. They didn't have that. And they they play. I don't know if there's a roof on their stadium, but they have Minnesota man. It's snow, not rain. But do uh, Erickson Vaco got on the score sheet. That's cool. Erickson on a penalty, but hey, you you got to get going somehow. Unfortunately, again, the suspension doesn't kind of negates that. <laughs> Vaco again. Vaco being Vaco. Vaco is. One of the best dribblers in MLS. He's such a treat to watch. 
when he has the ball. And so many people are like, pass it, pass it, pass it. And I say, no, Vaco, don't pass it. You're better than a lot of these other guys. And he's really good on the ball. It's really hard to, to take off the ball. And he can find himself some good spots. He can, you know, some people, again, it gets frustrating. You know, uh, he's not Kobe for sure. I mean, he's not a shooter like Kobe, but I mean, that was Kobe's whole thing, man. Kobe would run around, run around, run around. Because Kobe knew once he found that sh- that spot, he had the best shot on the court to make it. And that's, that's Vaco sometimes. And I don't know if that seems selfish, but it is what it is, man. If, if, well, Wando obviously can. Wando's a different kind of striker, different kind of scorer than Vaco. But Vaco's the the best type, that type type of scorer on the team. So it's good to see him get on get on the board. What I fucking love. This was fucking cool. I think th- to me this was the biggest sign that this this might be a new page in the in the Quakes history book. Because this is something I honestly never would have expected from the front office. Um, but because of the because of the issues that they had with the concessions on the first match, which I, again to tell, they didn't even bother me that much. I waited a long time for beer, but eventually I got my beer. I watched my game. It was fucking cool. I didn't I didn't really leave there thinking about that. I'm sure, but I'm, it seems like a lot of people did because uh, the front office announced that for the Minnesota match, all concessions were going to be fifty percent off, even. Cerveza and liqueur, sir. Dude, that that got me a little concerned. I'm not going to lie. Because uh, $6 Pliny, $6 Pliny's, I might fuck around and fucking drink a whole keg of this shit. Uh, but I was able to control myself. I just had a Pliny and a little something. Uh, but dude, I bought a Pliny. I went over. I got me a slice of fucking pizza, pepperoni. <sighs> not good pizza, man. <laughs> pizza is not good. <laughs> the pizza that they got right there at the at the bend. I don't know how you would explain that, but at the at the at the bend where where the supporters are, uh, they got a pizza. One of the standstill pizzas. They are not good pizzas, man. That is not good. Uh, but when you're when you're out there and you're cold and you need something in your belly, they fucking fill you up. But I got a Pliny and that pizza for less than ten bucks. What? What the fuck? What? That shit blew my mind. I'm still, as you can tell, how exciting that is. Usually, it's like fourteen bucks. Because they added that super premium beer category. There's fucking three categories now. So that super premium one's like $14.50. $14.50. So I was able to get a fucking Pliny, slice of pizza, pepperoni. Less than 10 bucks. It was amazing. It was amazing. And I was wondering, like, I wonder, there's got to, I mean, obviously I don't know, but, and the Quakes probably do because that's a, I mean, you must know at the, that level organization, but how much do you have to lower the price for more for people to buy more to where it's cheaper for them, but you still make more money? Because, like I said, I literally almost just bought another beer or a fucking burger. I literally wanted to spend money because it was it was so like 
unique that it was kind of only slightly more expensive than what you would get on the street. So I was like, there's plenty of times where I don't drink beer or I don't have food in the stadium because it's soccer. I know I'm going to be out in a couple hours at most and I'll just go and, you know, I'll go into town and downtown's right there and get some stuff. But if it was cheaper, I'm like, huh, I wonder how much lower they would have to do. Whatever. This isn't a fucking cost cost benefit analysis podcast. This is a fucking major league soccer San Jose earthquakes podcast. But yeah, and after after that, about five to two shellacking, everybody, everybody on Minnesota scored. I think the fucking, the mascot, I don't know, he fucking landed his fucking plane, came over, scored, scored again, went right back to Minnesota, and uh, it was terrible. It was terrible. One, well, actually, one good thing. Cade Cowell, who's 17 now, fucking old-ass dude at the Rano now. Cade Cowell, who the Quake signed at 16, made his Major League Soccer debut. Mm, didn't really affect much either way. Didn't fuck up. Didn't do anything amazing. He's going to be fucking good. I, I, I'm i really, I, again, I saw him last year at Media Day. That dude was fucking ginormous. He's fast as fuck. And he he's only, he was 16 at the time. He's still, you know, he's built. He's fast. He's probably, I don't know, him and Shea Salinas, dude, racing, That's that's got to be good. Um, But, yeah, he, he came on at halftime, played a good half. Dude. He took chance. I like this kid because of that. I like him because I don't know what it is about, but he plays like he knows his skill. He knows he's a good soccer player. He's out there. He's not timid. He knows that he belongs on that pitch. That's how he plays. He's not, you know, he's going to try. He's going to try stuff, you know. He's going to take chances out there just like a veteran player would, just like, again, like a Wando has earned after all these years uh, to be allowed to play a certain, do certain kind of things. And uh, this kid is playing like he wants to be that player as well. He He's, I've seen, you know, sometimes you see out there players and you could, you could see they're timid. You could see that they're kind of overwhelmed by the situation, realizing that they're essentially kids playing with adults. But uh, Cade Cowell, is somebody that he his again he wouldn't stand out if you didn't know there was a 17 year old on the pitch he wouldn't stand out as as somebody that is really a teenager out there playing with with veteran soccer players but yeah again decent um again i hope this doesn't come across wrong but i mean he didn't do anything too spectacular i think he had a pretty decent run and shot on goal but some good passes and some mistakes as well. But yeah, overall, yeah, you know, made me more excited to him. It, yeah, you you need several more of these, and all of a sudden, I because there is always that concern. You know, it's a seventeen year old. What if what if he just gets completely, you know, steamrolled? Which the game was already kind of out of hand at that point. But that could that could really fuck with your your mental. You know, but. 
Nah. So, so yeah, so it's going to take a couple of times to get comfortable with him out there and be confident that, yeah, he's going to make mistakes, but he's also going to try to make great plays. And it's inevitable that some of those attempts turn into actually great plays. And I'm excited for the future. I'm excited to see what happens. Um, what I'm not excited for is this fucking thing, you know? But anyway, yeah, let me wrap that up. But yeah, that was Quakes at home versus Minnesota. A, Minnesota looks fucking good. They look like a damn good team. Um, B, the Quakes still, I still believe they have the ability to be a playoff team. After the second match, I, I, it's hard. You know, uh, it's cool because it's, it's, it's easy to be more optimistic now than pessimistic. This is Almeida. This is a team that last season can prove that it, it can it can play with the best of them. There's, this 30-day 30, this 30 suspension now adds a whole nother layer of doubt, you know, because uh, once again, MLS has suspended for at least 30 days. Right now, this is March 16th. Let's see if they have any kind of. I mean, we're we're easily looking at at least April first, you know, and wow, somebody of the Sounders support staff tested positive for it. See, yeah, it it, it just made sense to not not keep it going until you know. Why why get more people sick? People were obviously going to get sick. Yeah, team training moratorium as well, so. I don't know <laughs> shit dude like literally not just MLS dude fucking life is suspended right now like I said at the beginning of this show there's a shelter in place order for the bay area I myself am just south of that shelter in place order but again it's only a matter of time before before they make us do that I don't so I don't even know if I'll be able to come to the studio. I don't know. I don't really know what that means. I've I've never in my thirty two years have never um, experienced something like that. Um, maybe during the earthquakes or something. But I was eighty nine. I was two years old. I don't remember shit. So I don't know. You know, I'm gonna keep coming up with stories, and I know I can fill thirty minutes every week talking about. San Jose Earthquakes to Major League Soccer. I got fucking opinions, bro. But I honestly don't know if I'll be able to come to the studio or if I risk a fucking ticket or what. I go to jail. What the fuck happens? I don't know. I don't know what that means. But we'll see. But anyway, for any of y'all fellow quarantinis like me, I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, if I could, if I could come in and make any more, I will. As soon as the league comes back, I'll definitely be back every week. Um. Maybe I could do my. I guess I could take my recorder home or something. I don't know. I don't know what I'll do. But again, thanks for listening. Oz here, football without hesitation. Follow me on social media as FWH Podcast. Subscribe and uh, leave reviews. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, all that good shit. Go Quakes! Thanks for listening. We'll catch y'all. I don't know when. Shit, I don't know if we'll even make it. But if you make it, we'll catch y'all at the next one. Peace out.